Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And it's a pleasure to be back with you this morning. It's Brenda Shoshana Eshen with another episode. And this episode's a little bit different than the others, but it's the same. It's based on, actually, it's based on an incredible quote by Osho. And the quote is, you do not ask the meaning of life when you are in love. And of course, many people will say, well, what has love got to do with Zen practice? Big misunderstanding, by the way. And actually, it's a misunderstanding that I explored in a book many years ago called Zen and the Art of Falling in Love. And that's really what this talk is based upon. It's because we, we have actually a mistaken notion of many, 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 many things. A mistaken notion of Zen practice, for sure, and a mistaken notion of love. And when we bring those two mistakes together, they pop. And we have a beautiful new look at what our practice is and what love is. And these days, of course, there's such a cry for love, for connection, for consolation, for for oneness, for being together. We feel so separated, so isolated. And a lot of fear, too, that comes with that condition. Now, Zen practice, of course, of course, returns us to the oneness, every breath, every breath. And we could say also that love itself is an experience of oneness, no separation, connection, union, many different words like that. But these words are pretty, they're nice, they're fine, but they're not the actual experience of it, the taste of it, which is what we all long for so deeply. And so that's where practice comes in. Our sitting, 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 walking, 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 cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. And of course, people say, what has this got to do with love? Because we usually think of love as, oh my gosh, I'm in love, yay. And many, many emotions come up. They come up. A lot of feelings come. And we fixate them on one person. <laughs> and we, we want that person with us. We long for the person. We, we, we wait and wait and hope to see the person. And here is a poem to comment on that, which is by... I believe Rumi, who said, a feeling that is here one moment and gone the next cannot be called love. That itself is such an interesting comment. A feeling pops up, huge feeling. Oh, I love you, I love you. And then the feeling the next day, I don't love you, I don't love you. Because feelings come and go and come and go. Feelings, feelings like the wind in the trees, some beautiful, some bitter, some loud, some soft feelings. So in Zen and in connection to this poem, love is not a feeling, a passing feeling. It is something quite different. And actually, our Zen practice comes to teach us, to train us in love, in oneness, in silence, 
which is listening deeply, which is certainly a form of love. It comes to train us in union, becoming one, not scattered all over the place. When we sit and we stay very carefully with this moment, with this breath, with this posture, we're training in love, in becoming one with whatever is here in front of us. And therefore, when we say Zen and the art of falling in love, it's not the art of just falling in love with one person, but with falling in love with all of life, of loving life. And by loving we mean being one with life. Loving, it means no opposition. It means, you know, somebody could say, oh, I love them so much, but, they're, but we fight morning, noon, and night. We're fighting. We're always opposing each other. We're, 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 but, but, but we love each other so much. Well, deep down, of course, we all love one another. We all are one another, connected to one another infinitely, of course. But not so, not so quickly, of course, because as we sit and sit and sit, we have those times in our practice and in our life where we feel consciously we're aware of that underlying connection and love and oneness. But then very quickly, that awareness too, like any other feeling, goes, flies away. And something else flies right back in. Constantly coming and going, coming and going, feelings, experiences, thoughts coming and going. So when we, when we say the art of falling in love, we're looking at something deeper, something different than the world of coming and going. We're looking and being one with the world of being here, being with what is, not the flight coming and going. And that's so interesting when we say the flight because so many of us, we have a relationship for a while. And then we take flight. I had enough of this. <laughs> this person, this situation, get me out of here. You know, I was a psychologist for so many years, and that is something I heard a lot. People will, Or people would be very sad, and they'd come and say, you know, we loved each other so much in the beginning. But where did the love go? Where did it go? And of course, that is another fantastic, wonderful koan. Where did the love go? What happened? Wow, that's a beautiful koan. It's something really worth sitting with. And of course, it didn't go anywhere. Love doesn't come and doesn't go. It's just right here all the time. It, if it came and if it went, it wasn't love. If it came and caused a lot of fighting and pain and clinging, from the Zen point of view, that's not love. That's attachment. It's fear. It's grasping onto another for a sense of meaning, which we'll go back to that original quote. Grasping on for a sense of meaning. We never ask the meaning of life when we are in love fantastic quote because that's true when we're in love whether it's with another person or with life or when we're filled with love we're not asking the meaning of life we know it we're filled with meaning we're filled with life itself very interesting because these days so often so much of the questioning and the pain that we're going through is what is the meaning of all this 
so much chaos. Everything I depended on is being taken away, not just depended upon physically or financially or in terms of security, but that all the things that I believed in are being wiped out, taken away. All the things that had meaning for me that made life rational or ordered or dependable or beautiful, beautiful, wiped out, smashed away. A very painful moment in time for sure, and also a very powerful, powerful moment in time because we must now go deeper for where we find meaning. How can we go on without a sense of meaning? Is it all meaningless, which is a question that comes. Is all my effort, was it all for nothing? Sometimes people ask that at the end of their lives when they become ill or go through a lot of suffering or have a lot of disappointments of one kind or another. What was all my effort for? What was it for? What is the meaning of the time I'm spending on this earth? Of course, that is one of the fundamental koans of Zen practice itself, the one of the fundamental basic, not just of Zen practice, but of all the different spiritual and religious disciplines. These are underlying, profound and underlying questions that, they, that these practices and religions, all of them, are based upon. And what is the meaning? And this quote comes to say, you never ask the meaning of life when you're in love, because you know it. You don't have to ask it. You don't have to think it up in a philosophy. You don't have to, you feel it. You feel so filled with love and connection and caring. And life becomes very beautiful. Everything you look at is, oh, wow, look at that tree. Wow. Because when you're really in love, it, it, it extends to all of life. And everything shines. You don't just pass by a tree and, Oh, just another tree or just another leaf or just another flower. Everything becomes alive to you and real. Life becomes real. We're not superimposing a meaning on it. Well, life is meaningful if I succeeded, some will say, if I accomplished my goals. Well, is that really true? It's great to accomplish our goals. I'm not saying it's not. It's wonderful to have good intentions and goals and things we're working toward, of course. But is that going to actually make life ultimately meaningful to you? Very, and again, a very important question because once our goals are accomplished, usually we say, well, now what's next? <laughs> what's my next goal? What do I do next? More, 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 more. Always more, more, more. I want something better. I want something more. I want something bigger more, more, more. That is, again, the craving mind. Greed, craving. It's considered in Zen one of the poisons, the afflictions. This craving for more, more, more. Something different, something better. And of course, when we're in love, <laughs> we don't want anything more. That's it. We've got it. We're filled with love. That person or whomever we're in love with, that we don't want somebody better or more. This is it. This is it. Wow. 
So it's not actually the person themselves, but the feeling that we're having or the experience of being in love, of being one with that person, of not wanting anything more or better, of being satisfied, of being filled up, being full. That's very powerful, very powerful. We're completely filled. We're not always looking for something more and better, the next hit, the next buzz, the next experience, the next vacation, the next meal, no. So we're so content with this right now, and we actually then let go of all our judgments about things. We let go of separation. We stop separating ourselves from the person or the situation, and we allow the oneness to be. So when we're in love, we allow the oneness to be. The oneness is always there. It's not contingent on this person or that person. But somehow this person or this situation is stimulating the experience of oneness in you. You're allowing it. You're not judging. You don't want something else. You don't want something better or different. You're simply allowing, fully allowing life to be exactly as it is when you are in love and you're deeply appreciating it you're enjoying it you get you're kind of getting swept up into something a different state of mind a different it's the opposite of greed craving attachment you don't even have to feel you have to cling to that person or to that state, because when you're in it, it feels all-encompassing, and there is not the fear of loss also. We're not fearing we're going to lose this, or we don't deserve it, or do I have to keep performing to hold on to it? It's just a fullness and a deep connection. Basically, what we're really connecting to is something very deep within ourselves, we think it's the other person. No, that person is a doorway. It's a stim. They're stimulating this. I'm not saying they're not totally beautiful. They are, and that they're not very valuable and important. They are, but I'm saying if we're talking about that process of being in love, being in a state of oneness with everything, that person usually somehow we're safe. We see something. They're a doorway. They stimulate something. They open us up somehow to this experience that comes from within ourselves. It's very, very important to make that distinction in Zen because otherwise, and often we feel, well, if that person's gone, everything is gone. I'm, uh, I, I, it's gone. I can't be in love anymore. And that's absolutely not true. So what Zen practice comes to show us is how to be in that state a lot of the time. When we sit on the cushion and we're sitting and sitting and becoming one with the moment, not judging it, not rejecting it, not wanting it to be another way, not clinging to it, all of those things, that's, we're opening up then to that state of being in love, being content, being filled up. No matter what the circumstances are that present themselves. We're not letting them distract us. You know, there are so many distractions that come, so many 
experiences come to try to take away where you are, take you away from where you are, distract you, prevent you. That happens. And that just makes our oneness stronger if we know how to use it properly. So and then we work with those moments too. They're part of it. They're here to help us go deeper, to keep us more focused on our practice. And it's good. They're all good. I love talking about love and connection with Zen practice because to me, however we get to this place, it's the fruit, the fruit of the tree. You never ask the meaning of life when you are in love. You don't ask anything. That, that, that questioning mind, the doubting mind, the skeptical mind, the bitter mind subsides. <laughs> subsides. We can be in love all day long, every day. It's a choice, really. It's a practice. You could say Zen and the art of falling in love. You could say the, Zen and the practice of falling in love. It's really a practice. Just the way many of us practice to get our physical muscles stronger, we can practice to get our love muscles stronger and experience that state of mind more and more and more. So anyway, I could... The time is a little bit up for today. We'll continue this. We will continue this. It's based on this, as I said, my book, Zen and the Art of Falling in Love. Many people have benefited from it. If, in case you're interested, there it is up on Amazon. With it, It's in paperback form, I believe. Anyway, I wish you... Let me end this, this, this episode for this morning with saying our URL is zenwisdomtoday.com. There are many, 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 many episodes that you can listen to for your enjoyment and also a lovely quotation which is love is wanting for the other what they want for themselves even if you're not the one able to give it to them that's from virginia lloyd who was one of the great founders and teachers of the sedona releasing method that's a poem and a quote she offered which I think is so beautiful and focuses us so clearly on what our practice is which is letting as we let that ego subside then the love bubbles up love is wanting for the other what they want for themselves even though you may not be the one able to give it to them okay Thanks for listening, and I will be back next week. And have a beautiful, beautiful week. Bye-bye.